everyone. Welcome to Sustainably You, your home for sustainability as an individual business in society. My name is Simi and we have Vibha with us as usual. Hello. Hi, everyone. So happy to be here. And today we have a guest, uh, Nadine Zidani, who is a sustainability consultant here in the UAE. And she works with many businesses over here, small, medium and large. Um, kind of take them, help them transform um, their companies into more sustainable. So Nadine, how are you doing today? I'm very well. Thanks for having me. It's a great pleasure to be here with both of you. I think it's a great job to be in, in the current market situation where every company has a focus on sustainability. It's part of their um, business model. It's been pushed by the government um, and people want to do the right thing. So who are the people and industries who are who you currently work with? Um, and what is your role as a sustainability consultant? So as a sustainability consultant, my job is mainly to support organization in this transformation. And I really like the word transformation because, as you said, is transforming the business and the way we are doing business. So um, I do many things actually to support them in this transition into a more sustainable business model. The first one is consulting. Um, so basically advising, supporting them in, you know, building a sustainability strategy, because that's the very start actually of any sustainability journey. It's thinking about what kind of business we are in, what kind of impact we are making and having very clear objectives. And it has to be, you know, at very strategic level and very much linked to the business strategy. That's one of the aspects. Um, I help as well them, I help them with the, the reporting, how to measure the impact, how to communicate the impact. That's really key. Um, that's for the per se, the consulting part. And then there is another aspect to my work that, that's growing, actually, that I was not expecting. Honestly, it's training, awareness. The, the very first discussion I had with, I have with any business, I realized that we don't have a common language and understanding about sustainability. You know, we throw words like CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility, ESG, and all, you know, SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. And, and people are a little bit lost, you know, um, within this sustainability, you know, um, uh, knowledge ecosystem. So one of the very first steps is for me to um, explain, educate, and as well come, you know, with a set of training workshops that we, we could use, you know, uh, uh, in, in, in the organization. And that's, that's, that's a very, very important element. To get everybody in the organization absolutely, aligned. Absolutely. For the common because goal. it's not a topic for just a couple of people within the organization. Exactly. You know, when we talk about a transformation, everybody has to be in it. From the staff to the top management. But if we are not all on the same page and we are not, you know, we don't know what we are talking about, basically, it's not going to happen. So I do a lot of workshop, for instance, on climate change, on how to introduce the SDGs, you know, in the organization, or even having online training on the fundamentals of corporate sustainability, learning the basics to more advanced training for the people really working into sustainability. So, so what, 
You go. You go. You go. Okay, so I was going to ask you generally um, in the companies, do you see it's more like a top-down approach? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you do these workshops and trainings, what kind of response do you get from like the general extended departments and people who work in different? Yeah, just to yeah. add to that question, where where do you start? So, do you start top down or bottom up? Or what, what, what really works? So for now, what I'm seeing is more top-down approach. So management, so when I say top-down, I mean CEOs, executive teams. So it's when they start, and I think it's a good start, honestly. So when the executive team like really think about it as a strategic you know, um, agenda for the organization, that's a very good start. So, and then we're gonna start reaching out and finding expertise and, and support, you know, to, to make it really happen. But it's not enough. It has to be top down and bottom up. And, and that's the thing with, you know, workshops and training, it's how do we make it, you know, bottom up approach? How can we listen, you know, to the employees? Because we have a set of, we have so many talents within the organization working in so many different departments and they have all any way, you know, to be involved in this, in this transformation. So when you do this kind of workshops and training and, and, and anytime at the end you know, of any workshop, there is you know, this action, you know, how do we make it happen? What do we do now? You know, and we start brainstorming and you know, drafting you know, new, new initiatives. And this is how you start you know, um, this movement internally. So it's the, the, it has to come you know, from you know, the bottom and, uh, bottom and, and, uh, and top down approach. It's, it's, otherwise it's, Otherwise, it's going to stay, you know, at a very, you know, strategic level. So people won't feel, you know, involved and we're just going to scratch the surface. Office. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, in the Middle East or in, in general, uh, people over the years or companies o over decades has a certain way of working um, and it's not sustainable uh, in general across industries. Uh, it's very linear. You may produce whatever, if it's product or services, it's it it's made and given, and that's the end. Mm -hmm. So, the recent um, trend that I've been seeing is, um, I mean, it's a good trend. It should also uh, move on forward to something else. Is people taking it as a CSR? Oh, I, I need to do something good. So let's take sustainability, you know, as, but it should not be. How do you see that? Do you see that changing? Do you see um, that's why they hire you? Or is it because they want to bring it as a, a change in their whole business model? I think what we've seen the last you know, decades, it, it started, as you said, as more philanthropy. Yeah. So we want to do good. So to do good, I go you know, to a nonprofit organization and I start giving money or, or a bit of my time. And I feel like that's enough. But now we are moving to another stage of, you know, corporate social responsibility to a more like, how can I build a responsible company? So thinking about the way I'm doing the business and the impact actually of all my decisions. And, and this is, you know, the, the I would say the, the, the stage where we are actually now. And then the next stage, it's really building a, a sustainable business model. So it's not anymore thinking about it as strategic initiatives, you know, here and there to um, to um, to use business in, uh, as a force for good, but more about how can I incorporate it in my business model. 
So it's not anymore a topic for a couple of people. It's really part of my DNA. It's part of my values. It's part of my mission. And it's the way I'm, I'm really doing the business. So it's, it's different stages. And I think depending on the industry, on you know, the pressure as well from you know, regulations, governments, companies are at different levels. So um, it's, it's happening. It's happening a little bit slowly, but we see that companies are now more aware, uh, more um, tuned to what's happening, you know, in the ecosystem, around them, in the industry, in the world. And there is a call and they contact me when they think about it as a strategic topic, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yeah. So it's not um, just come and help us, you know, I don't know, build a couple of initiatives or um, have a workshop or just do something for the sake of doing something. It's more now, how can I, as part of my business model, you know, incorporate sustainability and think about it as a strategic topic, which is amazing. And, and usually they reach out to me because they don't know how to start, yeah. where to start, what to do. So does it, uh, does it start from like a single department I mean, do companies now have sustainability departments or a person who looks after this and manages the whole thing? Or is it spread across um, every different department that the company has? You have different level of maturities now. The very mature organization, they have what we call a CSO, a Chief Sustainability Officer, or also called an Impact Officer. So that's very much your organization and in the best practices, the CSO should report to the CEO and should be part of the executive team. And usually they have a team and at least, you know, a couple of people working full time on sustainability. But then for the companies just starting, the trend I'm seeing, and it's a little bit surprising, honestly, for me, it's marketing departments. Right. We give the topic to marketing. That's a sad place to start. (laughs) So they just want to show that I'm doing so much. I'm so sustainable. <laughs> right. Yeah. There is a bit of that. And I think there is as well, like, we don't know. So we just, yeah, naturally, it's about as well communication and, you know, showing what we are doing. So just, yeah, just give it. And I had discussion with, with people, you know, head of marketing telling me like, I don't know why am I supposed to work on it? Why it's me? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's just, you know, because they need to start somewhere and they just don't know where where yeah Yeah. i mean i think they do have a part role in it absolutely especially when it comes to uh communicating to the customers that uh, we are doing it it's important to for a a company who is investing in sustainability Mm -hmm. for people to know that they are doing it but that's much later stage maybe they all have to be involved, you know, yeah. it's, it's an HR topic, it's an IT topic, it's procurement, it's uh, marketing, it, it's all the organization. So, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a question of time. And I think whenever they start, you know, this journey, at some point, they will realize that, oh, we need someone or at least temporarily having someone, you know, full time working on it, supporting us and then start building a team. But the idea as well, it's not to have like a a full, you know, team of, I don't know, like 100 people, you know, especially for a big organization working in sustainability, because again, we come back to the silo, you know, um, ways of working and traditional ways of working of corporates. And, and it becomes like, oh, 
me as part of HR, it's not my topic. It's a sustainability right. team right. topic. You know, I'm not concerned. So they have to be very careful. You know, in the way, in terms of governance, how they how we structure actually um, the, the governance around the, and around it around the topic. So when you when it comes to a business model, how do you bring in sustainability? Do you kind of uh, incorporate into their business model or kind of it's sitting on top? So uh, there are certain checklists they need to do and to ensure that their company is sustainable. Is that where you start or do you try to incorporate completely into the into what they're doing currently? I mean, because that would be a very long shot because it takes time before all departments come on board and everybody is sold out for a sustainable team. So how is what's the approach in general as a consultant? I like what you said about checklists. <laughs> I feel so, it is because <laughs> so many people, you know, are coming to me and saying, hey, you know, is there a checklist, you know, that's <laughs> going to help my business to become sustainable? And the answer is no. Is no because for one reason, first, uh, there is no standard framework for sustainability right now. Uh, we have couple, you know, tackling, you know, more the climate aspects, environment, more on the social, you know, aspects, but we have no one single, you know, uh, standard framework um, commonly used, you know, worldwide. It's coming. There is a, a body called the ISSB, International, um, International Standard Sustainability Board, um, that is currently working actually at a very international level on, you know, um, gathering all the best practices that we are having right now and, and build this single framework that companies can use. And then we can start, you know, benchmarking, you know, comparing, you know, from one industry to another, the, the practices of organizations. But we are not yet there. Yeah. So for now, the, usually the approach is um, we need to think about the stakeholders. And we've been, you know, for many years, um, an organization has been solely focusing on maximizing shareholder value. That was the main stakeholder we went for, we were focusing on. Now we are moving to what we call the stakeholder capitalism, meaning that an organization needs to understand that they are here to serve a bunch of different stakeholders, directly connected or indirectly connecting to, connected to your business. So it means that first, the first thing to do is to identify your stakeholders. Who are they? Your employees, for instance, are one of your stakeholders. The government is one of your stakeholders. Activists, you know, organizations are one of your stakeholders. So it starts, you know, by building this big picture of who are we serving as a business? And then what do matter to them? What, what their concerns? And you'll start list, listing, you know, the, the, the big topic like such as climate change. You can use the sustainable development goals and many, you know, standards, you know, that, that exist, you know, uh, worldwide. And this is how, and then you start matching that with your own business your own strategic you know, business. And this is how you, you start mapping things together and, and having this perspective of your stakeholders and what matters to your business. And then realize that, okay, these are perhaps the five you know, key objectives, key topics that I need to tackle you know, as part of, of my business model. And that's a very good start already. And based on that, you define, again, like any strategy, you define objectives, you define KPIs, targets. It has to be measurable. You have to measure, you know, what you're doing. 
And then you start reporting and reviewing the strategy, and it has to be part of the global, you know, dashboard of your organization. Like if you have it on a weekly or monthly meeting, you know, as part of your executive team to review the, the revenues, the profits, and all of that, all the financials, you add to it the sustainability objectives. Now, how easy is that to sell? Because they probably <laughs> bring you in and they expect, okay, in a month it's done. <laughs> uh, how easy is it to sell to the governance uh, or the the management team uh, to bring them on board with the entire picture? I think it depends who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. If you talk to a CEO, he will get it very... Done faster. Exactly. Yeah. Because again, strategic topics, strategic discussions, um, they are, most of them already aware, you know, of what's happening around them and seeing the impact already on their business. So it's, it's much faster. But if the topic is not positioned at the right level in the organization, it got a little bit more complicated. Yeah, it depends on how they're prioritizing this whole. Absolutely. Uh, if they're thinking of this as a transformation, if it's, if it's just like oh, a few things I have to change here and there, mm. or a lot of companies might even do it because their competitors are doing it. Absolutely. You know, and, and they're mm. like, oh, they're doing it. That means I need to do it mm -hmm. too. I mean, I, I work in marketing, so that happens very often. You know, there's a campaign running and they're like, I want to know what they're doing right now. And um, they'll try and come up with similar strategies, you know, mm. things like that. So is that something also that you're seeing something that because the industry is going in that direction, they're kind of forced to do it. Um, and that's where it does. It's not like a wholehearted approach. It's more like, just tell me what to do and then I can talk about it. 100%. I can give you a, a concrete example. <laughs> a company contacted me, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, telling me, uh, do you do um, sustainability reporting? To which I said yes. And they told me like, our clients, so as a supplier, our clients are asking us now, can you share with me your sustainability report? So they are in a way obliged, forced, as you said, to do something about it. But what they, what they wanted actually was just a report. It's not, you know, the full, you know, um, the full approach that I just explained mm -hmm. to you, mm -hmm. who are your stakeholders, let's define a strategy, let's, right. you know, let's do things, you know, in a very structured way. We just want a report. So that's for me the bad way to, to, to do it. Yeah. Well, how but would you create a report in that Without, case? if they didn't have any initiatives in place. I don't do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. honestly, I'll be yeah. very honest. For me, it's a strategic topic. So right. me, I do strategy. I don't do reporting for the sake of reporting. And right. I don't produce paper. Right. You can do it. I mean, you can. You can do it. Yeah. You but can do can amazing, nice, you know, yeah, reports. And, and going back to this whole regulatory body that you talked about, you know, like mm -hmm. within the finance industry, we have SEC in yes. the US and we have similar boards across yes. the world now. And it's all streamlined, organized, benchmarks. I mean, you can still cook the books yeah. if you wanted to, even within finance. But, and a similar thing will happen in this as well. You can talk about ESG, you can have your reports in place, but how much of it is really happening? That so, is, that, that's where the transparency kind of comes in as well. And maybe once we do have this regulatory body, it will be easier to keep track of things. Absolutely. And at that time, we will have what we call an integrated report. So you have your financial and non-financial data in the same report. 
So same importance, which is really amazing. And this is what, you know, we, we are heading to. And it's just a matter of time. And I always say to organizations, don't wait. Don't wait for, you know, regulations. Don't wait to be forced to do things. It's really now. It has to happen really now. So you get ready whenever, you know, the, the regulations and the standards, you know, come into force. But also, it, 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 business-wise also, it makes more sense to be ready now yes. than when it's later. When everybody is doing it, then mm. you are also in a run to do it. Now, if you already add it to your uh, value and your mission, when everybody else is doing you are, you are focused on business mm. and not integrating sustainability. You're already mm. sustainable business and mm. maybe moving one step ahead. Yeah. No, talking about that, about creating the report, I did see a couple of reports recently on a couple of websites, which I'm not going to <laughs> reveal. And it, it was alarming. It was not a report. So mm. it was just talking about what is sustainability. And, mm. But we, before you click on it, it says climate report mm -hmm. for the company. Mm. But it, there was nothing. <laughs> yeah, There was no report inside it. And yeah. that's a shame. It's, it's just so scandalous <laughs> yeah. this is what we call greenwashing yeah so um i mean very fancy you know uh well designed you know report but not not really with the content and if you want to see uh, because i spend a lot of my time reading reports as well um whenever you see a very i mean the length of the report doesn't really matter but when you see like materiality matrix strategic objectives um link you know to standards you know uh, worldwide you know standards and, and frameworks and really sharing you know into giving a lot of details about what they are doing i think it's a it's a good sign it's a good sign that you know they are taking the the matter very seriously and and, and doing something about it and i think one of the aspects as well in the report is stating what you're not doing well because everybody wants to say you know i'm doing this and i'm doing that and i'm doing right. that but nobody is perfect yeah. You know, and we are all doing mistakes and you can't be everywhere. You and have to choose time. your battles and it takes a lot of time. It's a yeah. journey. It's a very, very long journey. Yeah. So whenever a company say, well, we are doing all of this, but, you know, at the same time, we realize that, for instance, the supply chain, we are not good. We still, you know, have to review all our suppliers. We, we, we are not in control of the supply chain. That's a very good signal. That's, That's a good start. Absolutely. You know, the, 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 you know where to go there. Yeah. No. And it builds, you know, trust and, you know, loyalty, you know, with your stakeholders. And it's a, it's a complete different dimension and, and, and discussion. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in the current scenario, in, in general with businesses, especially big businesses, they have uh, their own loyal customers. They probably are there already without having to be sustainable or non-sustainable. Mm -hmm. Let's suppose a clothing brand like Adidas or, you know. Now, uh, once you start building in sustainability and you're communicating it to the customer, I think you you are not only keeping the customers that's there, they will they will trust you more, but you're also bringing in new customers mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter how much, but are you doing or not is the question. That first step is the most important step to the next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it comes to uh, Industries, do you see certain industries doing better than certain other other industries in the Middle East? Very difficult to say, honestly, because you can have like, take the example of solar panels. You can be, you know, uh, a company producing solar panels, which is amazing, much indeed. But still, you know, 
the way you do your business, the way you deal with your stakeholders can be really bad. So it's, it's very, we have to be very careful, you know, when it comes to industries and finding role models. Um, a business can be naturally, you know, we can naturally think that, okay, it's, it's a very, you know, sustainable business, but we don't know what's behind it. No. And, and it comes back, you know, to reporting and disclosing and telling more, you know, about what you do. The moment that we, we're going to have like all organizations forced to disclose their impact, forced to do reporting, and we can really start comparing, you know, um, in, uh, across industries, this is where we can really say, oh, they are doing better than, than another. No, that's a great thing that you, you just reminded me about a conversation I was having with one of uh, my son's uh, mother who works with solar panels. Mm. They've been in the industry for the last 10 years, 15 years in the region. Uh, and she she's in the management mm. and currently the problem for them is uh, uh, the supply chain so they have to disclose sustainability reports mm. um, they cannot manage uh, the supply chain so you know when we think of, of that that should be a very sustainable company because they make solar panels mm. and you just didn't you have not mapped it out mm. what where the things are coming from how it's produced where it's going those things they are not clear of mm -hmm. so yeah. but it can also be a matter of you know where the system in which you're existing and where you're functioning Absolutely. because you also as a business don't exist in a silo you have to deal with so many government entities suppliers um, and if you're if none of them are helping or none mm -hmm. of them are focused on this goal you can't work together it, it becomes more difficult for you to reach your goals right or on focus on it i mean they, it's it's all focus as long as you're creating a solar panel right you know right yeah. so to 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 have that responsibility to uh to transparency or traceability of how things are performed if if there is a if, if you are accountable for it, only then you will start mapping it. Exactly. So, I mean... I think you said a key word here. Uh, responsibility. Right. It's your responsibility as, as a business. You know, the supply chain, whether it is a sub-supplier or I don't know, like, uh, you know, you're not, not having, you know, direct contact with it. It's, it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to first know, have a very clear view of, the whole, you know, whole of your supply chain, and then to take decisions. Do I still want to work with this supplier? Am I, you know, um, uh, there is a risk actually linked to it. So it's a, it's a reputational risk, it's a financial risk. You don't know what's going to happen. So it's it's your responsibility. Right, but but for those companies who are more uh, serious about making these changes in these stages, for them the work will be slightly harder because then they have to take the initiative maybe educate their suppliers yes. in case no other supplier exists for mm -hmm. instance and that happens in many industries mm -hmm. and spread that kind of awareness that mm -hmm. we are doing this mm -hmm. we also need everybody we work with mm -hmm. to follow similar um, guidelines so that's the best approach to do it it's think about it as a partnership Right. You know, they are your partners. Um, it's not only suppliers. You work together. Um, it's and and how can we, you know, get better together? And that's what the best companies are doing. It's exactly that. You know, building a partnership, helping each other, um, going, you know, to to the 
to the factories, you know, doing reviews and helping actually the, the people, you know, to to change, you know, the procedures, to think about the social impact, to help them, you know, change, you know, if they have to do anything, you know, within the factory to, to make, you know, life better for the for the for the employees. It's it's a partnership. And I think this idea of partnership in sustainability is very, very important. We are part of an ecosystem. We are not anymore, you know, we don't see the organization as an isolated, you know, entity from, you know, what's what's happening around it. So it's it's uh, you're partnering with your competition first because we have to find solutions to huge problems like climate change. So the more you discuss, the more you partner with them, the more you're going to come up with innovative you know, solutions and, and your suppliers and, and, and the whole ecosystem. So I think this, this idea of partnership is a little bit underestimated. And again, it's a, it's a mindset shift. Yeah, you know? that's exactly what I was going to say. It's, um, it's this whole idea that you're competing with each other Absolutely. is just been there forever. <laughs> like she's making this and I'm making this and we are, mm. we, we are supposed to be, but we don't have to be. Yes. I'm an individual, so is she and so are you. And we will create what we create uh, uh, to our sensibilities mm -hmm. and people will see the difference. But maybe it is, I, I'm talking from a point of view as a, uh, as as creating a, a product. Maybe it is different when it comes to services. Uh, I'm not sure. But I do believe that partnership is, is the only way forward. Having said that, especially in the Middle East, it's very, very difficult. If, you, if you're planning, to, uh, if planning sourcing and uh, creating a supply chain locally, it, it is um, close to impossible to get that transparency. To get that traceability, especially uh, I'm I'm only talking with regards to fashion, <laughs> yeah. but it because is because you work in it and you have a company yeah. Yeah. yourself, so you it's very difficult, right? You you will they will tell you uh, this and that, but it's difficult to get uh, get something in written, get something mm -hmm. in paper to go back. Okay, this is they don't want to reveal it from the very scare of what we just said mm -hmm. uh, about uh, having this competitive mindset, mm -hmm. which is. Mm -hmm. In a wrong, from a wrong point of view, mm -hmm. maybe she will get it, or that other person will get it. Uh, get the information of where where stuff is coming from. Yeah, that's why you you need more and more certification and you know mandatory disclosure. That's anyway that's going to help you know the suppliers and you know the clients. So it's it's yeah it's it's the way forward. Yeah. So so what model are you seeing companies following here? Because uh, you mentioned a couple of different ones, and maybe we can define them as well yeah. to make it clear to our listeners, like what is ESG, um, what is SDG, things like that. So what are people following here? In you mean in terms of standards and yes. um, many things? Okay. It's, it's not, as I said, you know, it's not one single uh, one. I can give you a couple of examples. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very passionate about B Corporation or also called B Corp. It's a very interesting actually standard um, for um, uh, environmental and social performance. And it's really good, you know, if you want to benchmark yourself and, and compare, you know, with other industries and other companies. Um, that's a very, uh, it's a very unique because it's the only one that, you know, um, integrates uh, environmental and social impact. And it's it really certified. It's a it's a it's a framework. You can just use it for the sake of you know benchmarking yourself, 
or you can you know um, go into uh, getting the certification which is very hard actually to get what do you mean as a company get a certification yes. okay you can become a big group oh. as a company for instance for me you know my my own company i'm in the process of of applying for the B Corp certification. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the B Corp certification, uh, we talked about it in one of our previous episodes in, ah, yes. in season one. Yeah. So, so we defined ESG and we also yes. talked about B Corp companies that... Um, but I thought it was a kind of, um, you know, when you, uh, not as a company you get certified, but as a person or, you know, where, where you can no, go out it's and... Only, it's mm. only for companies. Okay. It's really as a company yeah. and it's a way to disclose, again, your impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very interesting. Uh, it started more like small businesses, entrepreneurs, and now it's uh, more, we see we see more and more big corporation actually applying for the B Corp certification. More recently, we had Nespresso. Nespresso is becoming a B Corp, so it's a uh, it's a trend, and and it's 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 really good in the region. Unfortunately, it's not well known. We only have, I think, in the whole Middle East, one company, which is a B Corp. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's, yeah, um. it, and it can really help, actually, the business. It can really help entrepreneurs, any type of business, any size. So I think it's, yeah, we need to start thinking about using this kind of, of, of standards to, to start disclosing our impact. So is it industry specific? Or no, no, at, not at okay. all. Okay. And how is it different from uh, uh, ESG? Or SDG are those kind of checklists that you use because that's a common understanding that people have that ESG is kind of certain things that you do and you check it off and um, okay now we are following it yeah <laughs> it's a good question um, we are mixing a little bit from my perspective uh, we are mixing a little bit the, the words and the concepts ESG is coming from the financial world mm. So ESG is a set of criteria to measure how sustainable a business is. And so ESG stands for Environment Social Governance. So um, you have a set of criteria. If I take the example of governance, uh, one of them, for instance, is um, how diverse is your board? How many women do you have as part of your board? That can be one of the criteria. So it's, um, it's really coming from the financial you know, aspects and how, you know, as an investor, I can assess, you know, uh, the environmental and social performance of an organization. So it's a reporting standard. It's we can do a reporting. You have different standards, you know, behind it. Uh, you have as well now uh, ESG ratings. So uh, and it's available, you know, online. You can check, you know, all organization, you know, what kind of rating they have. And as an organization, I can apply as well because it can help, you know, whenever um, my um, I'm a supplier, you know, or my clients ask me questions about my performance, I can provide them with the, this kind of rating. So it is helpful, it's, um, it's very interesting, but it's not enough. So, and I think we are very confused. So for me, honestly, the word I like using is when it comes to business, it's corporate sustainability. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I try to move away from ESG and, and CSR and whatever, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, as we said in the beginning, it's about a business model. It's about building a business, sustainable business model. It's about, you know, a new, a new mindset, new thinking, you know, um, interacting with your stakeholders and all of that. And when you, when you just, you know, sum up to a CSR or ESG thing, I think we are completely losing the, the, the meaning 
the, the essence of, of it. it. Yeah, the essence of it. But, but the but SDGs, just to find, yeah. so the SDGs are the Sustainable Development Goals. The SDGs have been adopted in 20. 15 mm-hmm. um, um, as part of the Paris you know uh, cop and it's a it's a global framework for the everyone so uh, nations um, in nations business people and it's it encompasses 17 you know different goals behind each goal you have a set of targets a set of indicators it's a blueprint you know for more prosperity more healthy and regenerative regenerative actually uh, world so it's it's very broad it's a little bit difficult to apply at business level but it's still an input we use it we use it especially you know when you want to have trigger the discussion with your stakeholders and see you know what matters to them you use the sdgs and it's very interesting as well to link you know your strategy to the sdgs again giving this broader picture of it's not me as a business, you know, and even for your employees and the people you interact with. I'm doing all of this, but this is, you know, how I'm contributing actually to the SDGs. Part of the SDG, yeah. Exactly. So that, yeah. that's very interesting. But doesn't, um, because I, I read this statistic which said that 90% of S&P 500 companies release ESG reports now along with their financial reports. Um, does it help? standardize to some extent um, enable you to compare where you stand versus other companies or um, your competitors or things like that you mean esg yes just to add to that uh, is it is it a self-reporting tool or is it something you provide uh, like a certain person like you who is certified uh, b corp or somebody who goes and can create a report what is, what is, what's exactly the tool that ESG provides? Is it self, uh, self-reporting, or uh, there's an audit happening? What happens? Because the SDG, ESG, all these stuff is just thrown out everywhere, mm-hmm. and it, most people do not mm-hmm. know how, what, where it's used. Yeah. yeah. As I said in the beginning, it's it's you have many standards. So yes, it's based on standards it's based on rating agency you have now even rating agency that help you you know to uh um to assess your impact and to showcase it you know as part of esg and all of that so but the the my message here is to not only stick to that because it won't give you the full picture of what the organization is doing and it gives this false impression that it's just you know um, a set of criteria. It's, we just we're just ticking the box exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I have I don't know fifty. I come back to my example of the board. I have fifty women you know as part of my board. I tick the box, and I'm great. Which is absolutely not enough. So it's yeah it's I think it's we are um, we are giving a false picture that it it comes like it's an easy topic you know, which is absolutely not. Yeah. And, and, and we are moving away from this idea of a transformation and, and, uh, and mindset and new kind of leadership and stakeholder management and all of that. So, and, and for me, it's, it's, it, it's good. It's a good step forward because we start disclosing, which is amazing. I'm not saying, you know, that right. it's not. It's, it's really amazing, but it's not enough. Yeah. Until we don't have, you know, this common, you know, 
standard that, as you know, I mentioned in the beginning, we're still, you know, navigating and everybody is using a different, you know, set of standards and things. And even if it's audited, reviewed and blah, 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 it's still, you know, it's not enough. So what kind of investment is a company looking at when it comes to like a transformation journey that they might mm. want to do? Like in the short term, medium, and then maybe long term as well. Are we looking at an initial investment in terms of the financially and then, you know, um, having obviously people in the company as well who look after mm. this? There is an initial investment. Otherwise, nothing's going to happen. Let's be honest. Right. Uh, if you don't have a budget, if you're not ready to put, you know, money on the table, you know, time, resources, it's not going to happen. So there is an initial investment. It depends on, on the organization. So it's very difficult. I cannot give you a figure, you know, or a percentage. It, it's, it depends. And I think it depends as well on the journey. So w when you really start, you know, from, from, the, from scratch with an organization, it's, it's easier because you build, you know, like a plan for the next three to five years. So you can, you know, um, uh, you can, you know, forecast the investment and, and have more a structured approach. I think that's that's one of the things the, the, the organizations underestimate, because if you again, you know, if it's not if it's not part of your strategy, if you're not as any you know strategic topic, not ready to put money on the table, table, it's not going to happen. Um, so I think it's, it's really up to the management to um, to decide how important is the topic for them. And I think when we um, relate that to, to your question about the budget, it does reflect on the budget. Right. But is there, um, because initially, yes, you will invest, but then there's always um, a vision that in the long term, it's going to save you. It's going to help you cut costs um, because the whole process is about using less resources um, or, or at least um, kind of keeping track of how much you're using and then kind of reducing it over time. So is there an expectation that there will be financial return out of this investment? Well, yes, as any, you know, strategic topic, yes, because it's as it links to your business, you might take decisions, you know, for instance, to stop, you know, a certain product or certain services. Um, go for something completely different because you realize that your stakeholders, you know, are more into uh, a different, you know, set of products. So it 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 has uh, an element to that, an element, you know, of that. But it's very difficult to quantify as from the beginning, and, and that's why companies are a little bit reluctant right. to invest. Right. So you need to have people who have a vision. You need to have a leadership that you know is ready to think not you know the next two months or a year you know from now it's in the next 10 years and start investing knowing that it's going to happen it's not going to return on investment it's, go it's not going to happen now but it's it's for the long term right and for that you need an advocate that's within the company as well because they know their business better than anybody else absolutely and they are the ones who can convince the rest of the people if it's just an external agency it becomes very difficult to make that change. Yeah, I think it's the combination of both. When there is the buy-in, plus, you know, this external, you know, agency, consultant, whatever, you know, helping, supporting them, it, it's, it's really helping because um, 
for instance, myself, you know, as, as a consultant, I can really come and, and, and pitch as well, you know, within the organization. When people are ready to listen, that, that's the only thing I need. If people are not ready, it's, a, it's just a waste of time and energy. But when people, and especially, you know, the exec team is, is, is ready, you know, and open, you know, to learn and, and start doing, start, start this journey, it's, it's because you can come as, as an outsider and say things that people internally are not ready to say. And let's be very honest, it's very political, you know, still, you know, in the, lot of politics, you know, within organizations. So you can really come and, you know, come with ideas, um, challenge as well the management and plus you know the the the, the trust and the buying of, of of the internal management this is how you make things you know really happen yeah i mean i definitely would uh, would say the politics <laughs> especially when it comes to big companies yeah it, and yeah it's so multi-layered and it's not that easy um, but c talking about champions of change uh, within an organization, a, a lot of people would, would probably come to you because, like Vibha said, that it's, it's because there's a, it's external pressure. Uh, they want to be shown in a good light or they want to be seen in a good light um, in the market. Uh, then, well, then we are talking about no champions. It's just, it's just to, for the picture. How do you bring that, uh, that change? How do you find that one person or... Um, uh, people within the governance uh, to how do you choose that person to work with as a consultant to make sure that it, it's 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 the change is for real it's it, for what they started should not be the end goal the end goal should be they, they transform from inside uh, you will be surprised but when people come to me um, they really care okay that's that's great yes and that's the thing, you know, within an organization, I think that's why it's, it's, we are seeing a real shift, you know, in the business. People care. Take any employee in the organization and talk to him about climate change or the impact, you know, of this, how we select the supplier or whatever. They do care. They are just, they just don't feel empowered to do so. Mm -hmm. And so it's, whenever I'm having discussion with people and, and people are very open, which is, which is amazing, again, being an outsider. <laughs> um, you, I have amazing discussions. People care, people want to do something, you know? So it's, it's, it's just a matter of positioning, you know, I mean, the decision-making at the end of the day, and we're talking you, your question, you know, about budget is happening at a higher level. So how, you know, from, you know, people, the staff, or, you know, people on the floor caring, we can, you know, make things happen at a higher level. And that's, you know, one of the challenge. So part of my job, whenever, you know, I enter, you know, into the organization and start working with them, it's to identify, you know, the, the champions, as you said, the ambassadors. There are many, we have many talents within an organization. We're just not using their talents. Yeah. I've worked um, more than 10 years in the corporate world. And I, I can share, you know, my own experience. I, it was very frustrating for me. To, to work and not seeing the impact of my work. To work and not feeling like I'm doing something, you know, I'm, I'm you know, we talk about this kind of bullshit job. Yeah. I have you heard <laughs> this word. Uh, very bad, but it's a reality. It when you do things for the sake of doing things, you're not, you know, you don't feel empowered. You don't feel, you know, your matter. It's, it's not meaningful. It's not you. meaningful. You're making yeah. any real impact. Yeah. And you know you can when yeah. you have the mindset. Exactly. You, yeah. So you have like many people internally, you know, who are ready 
ready to do more, ready to do the extra mile, ready to work more, if you give them a purpose, if you give them a clear mission. But I had this, this question where we are, we're seeing a recession hit most of the countries right now. Um, my company is talking about a recession coming here as well. Do you think when things like this happen, is that going to halt the progress that we were seeing? You know, because what generally happens is companies go into survival mode. Mm. Yeah, that's a great mm. question. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they stop participating in all these in initiatives. I mean, the only goal is to survive ne the next six months mm -hmm. or something like that. Does that impact um, the change? Yeah. It can impact the change. Um, it depends how um, how the company uh, um, manage the risks. Again, it's, right. it's a risk management approach. Right. Sustainability and you know all the topics you know, around sustainability is 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 a risk for an organization. So I think it's they need to have this um, this risk mindset and start thinking, taking decisions instead of having you know very. Um, impulsive this decision you know based on what's happening around them or based on just the revenues it's it's thinking ahead as i said you know and having a vision and perhaps and the pandemic you know was another one was exactly. another you know uh, very exactly. interesting yeah. but the thing is that with sustainability and the pandemic we've seen you know actually, the opposites yeah it has it has actually empowered sustainability yes. yes it's amazing how you know the sustainability agenda was pushed forward you know in organization and we we saw like really things happening fast and all around the world and i think what happened is the shift happened because people came to a halt and they could they they saw the, what they're doing to the environment they saw what really matters our people and on the planet i think go please go ahead i'm so yeah, sorry yeah, <laughs> i get so right. excited about You're it right. yes so I think it's exactly the same, you know, the pandemic is, is was one of the risks, you know, an organization has to manage. So the recession is another one. Sustainability is another one. So I think it's a, again, it comes back to leadership. Right. If we have, if you have the right leadership in place, people having a vision, people, you know, ready to make bold decisions. Exactly. Stick to the plan. And the and right be decision. scared. Yeah. Right yeah. decision. Managing very well the shareholders, because that's a lot of pressure managing you know other kind other stakeholders it's yeah it's it's really a question of leadership and i think that's that's something we underestimate you know when we talk about sustainability because at the end of the day it's people if we don't make it happen it's just because of us we have the money we have smart people um just the question it, it's up to us to make it happen so i think the the, the, the leadership is is very 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 important yeah at times like this, um, the kind of decisions companies make, that's what kind of shows, you know, their integrity, how committed they are to their goals. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I think the biggest, uh, the, the, the best thing about, uh, about the Middle East, uh, especially in the, in the region we're living in, the country's leadership, uh, the governance, they very much want to uh, want to be a champion in mm. sustainability right yeah. in past five years that's they're really pushing innovation pushing sustainability pushing um, all agendas underneath uh, yeah. you know environmental sustainability whatever touches they are really putting in uh, a lot of investment and uh, voice and everything that they can and that's a that's a good place 
and it, and it's also because of uh, the country's landscape the country's climate they do need to you know commit to it because if they don't it th- things might be really bad in this part of the world so so yeah it's it's kind of like you cannot ignore it anymore but it's great to see them take initiatives to to make that change happen yeah and empower people uh, that that really empowers people like yeah. nadine and people like uh, like uh, you me <laughs> people who are uh, who who has a voice and who is really uh, working towards sustainability they uh, it really helps them to push the agenda forward because yeah. it, that's the right thing to do and i believe everyone if one lesson they need to learn from this whole pandemic is to do the right thing i mean uh, and then money and everything else would follow absolutely because then innovations happen then you change your mindset it, you cannot follow money you f- money money is just happening as you do the right things yeah i totally agree yeah, yeah. and i think it's a question of ethics you yes. know i was in a in a conference one day and and one of the guys summarized sum up you know the, the discussion by saying you know what sustainability is about ethics at the end of the day you know, exactly absolutely thank you so much nadine for taking time out thank you <laughs> tell people where can they reach you um how do you help for one last time uh, <laughs> so um I'm, i'm sure there's plenty of small big medium businesses who would uh, want people like you where how they can reach you so um on social medias so i'm very active on linkedin so mm-hmm. nadine zidani um instagram uh twitter so um as well my website www.nadinezidani.com uh you'll see all my services what i do um uh blog posts everything okay. about sustainability perfect thank you so much thank nadine thank you so much thank This you was it was really a pleasure amazing to have you here and have this conversation for all you people out there who who would like to link to nadine uh, and would uh, would be interested in taking her services or know more about sustainability please find all her information in our description thank you so much for listening in until the next episode it's bye from vibha me and, and nadine. nadine thank you thank you nadine thank you thank you so much <laughs>